This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Not again. The cruise ship hit with COVID-19. The door knock that came when we were interviewing this passenger. Gene, what's happening? Then, (coughs) the Reba McIntyre cough heard across the USA. (coughs) Excuse me? Not a good time to do that, is it? And they went for a COVID-19 test. So why was the bill $6,800? It was insane. Then, the hero who dove into the water to save the sinking motorist. Look at these great heroes. He only has one leg. So literally, I would just like take it off. And the other epidemic of stolen bikes. There he goes with our bike. He doesn't know we're tracking his every move. Now we're hanging a left on Broadway. Our GPS device keeps pinging its location right here. Plus, brace yourself for tiny turkeys this year. Thanksgiving gatherings are getting smaller this year, and so are the turkeys. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The current surge of COVID-19 has killed more than 3,200 Americans in just the past two days, and it's expected to get worse with record levels of hospitalizations. And now there's a snag in the cruise industry's return. The first ship to sail the Caribbean since the pandemic is returning to port after someone on board tested positive. In fact, while we were interviewing a passenger, two people in hazmat suits came knocking on his cabin door. Amber Cagliano reports. Not again. The first cruise ship to resume sailing since March has been hit with COVID-19. Just four days into the Caribbean cruise, passengers on board Sea Dream 1 heard this alert. We have one or more COVID patients on board, and we will therefore kindly request all of you to return to your staterooms. People went back to the rooms and That's where I've been and where everybody else has been for the last almost 24 hours. Travel reporter Gene Sloan is among the 119 passengers and crew now in quarantine. And look what happened as we were talking. Crew members in hazmat suits came to his cabin. Gene, what's happening? I'm getting a temperature test. Am I going to be getting a COVID test sometime today? We're waiting for the doctors. There was rigorous testing and sanitizing before the cruise ship left Barbados, but passengers were not required to wear masks until two days into the trip. When I first walked up the gang plank, I was wearing a mask. Other passengers were wearing masks. The crew said, welcome on board. And, you know, now now you can take your mask off. We're, we're a COVID The outbreak is a blow to the whole industry, which is trying to resume business after so many months of complete shutdown. With COVID cases smashing records almost every day, a member of President-elect Biden's pandemic task force is calling for a nationwide lockdown. We could lock down for four to six weeks, and if we did that, 
we could drive the numbers down like they've done in Asia. But Dr. Fauci told GMA a lockdown can be avoided. There is no appetite for locking down uh, on the American public, but I believe that we can do it without a lockdown. I, I really do. There are long lines for tests across America. This is the line at the testing center at Dodger Stadium in L.A. Jim Murray is there. Los Angeles has ramped up its capabilities at city facilities to nearly 33,000 COVID tests a day. This is the largest center in the city at Dodger Stadium where cars started lining up early. They've expanded the hours from 8 in the morning until 8 at night. COVID is rampant on college campuses with 252,000 cases and at least 80 deaths since the pandemic began. UConn had 33 new cases in a single day. 540 students are now in quarantine. Syracuse University has 52 new cases and 500 students in quarantine. People just got so used to, you know, feeling like we're in this college bubble. Um, that they started to not take things as seriously as they were beforehand. I definitely think more people were going to parties. This heartbreaking case is coming to light. 20-year-old psychology major Bethany Nesbitt was in COVID-19 quarantine at Grace College in Indiana when she was found dead alone in her dorm room. Bethany had a previously undetected pulmonary embolism, but the coroner said COVID-19 did play a role in her death. And there was plenty of drama at last night's CMA Awards, much of it caused by COVID. Several acts had to drop out due to COVID concerns. And when host Reba McIntyre had a little cough on stage, her reaction had everyone talking. Here's Megan Alexander. It's the cough heard around the country. <coughs> Excuse me. CMA host Reba McIntyre didn't miss that, a beat. Not a good time to do that, is it? COVID-19 precautions were front and center at the Nashville ceremony. Nominees sitting at socially distanced tables and super chic face shields. Carrie Underwood struck a pose with hers. Lady A, formerly known as Lady Antebellum, had to cancel just before showtime after one of their immediate family members tested positive. Out of caution and love for everyone involved with the CMAs, we've decided to stay home from the awards tonight, tweeted the group, which was up for best vocal group. Rascal Flats also had to cancel their performance after a band member contracted COVID. I spoke with Carly Pierce on Zoom right after she won musical event of the year for her duet with Lee Bryce, who also could not attend due to his COVID diagnosis. What's it like at the CMA Awards this time? It's definitely different, but it's really special that we all get to at least be together and see each other and experience some sort of normalcy as far as bringing country music to fans. Country music's biggest night also marked the return of the red carpet. Miranda Lambert was pretty in pink, with her police officer hubby matched with a pink tie. Marin Morris. The big winner of the night was new mom Marin Morris, who took home three CMA Awards in including Song of the Year. Thank you so much, Country Music. And Entertainer of the Year winner, Eric Church, offered hope for these troubled times. It's gonna be music that brings us out of this. That is the one thing that is gonna save the entire world. Politicians are about division, music is about unity. And I promise Turning now to Washington, despite President Trump's refusal to concede the election, it appears this will be his last Christmas in the White House. And First Lady Melania is already busy with the decorations. Day seven 
and counting. It's the longest time since the president was president uh, that we haven't seen him or heard from him. Do you know what the plans are? White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany says he'll speak out when he's ready. I think you'll hear from the president at the right moment, but right now he's letting this litigation uh, play out, letting his lawyers take the lead on this while he stays hard at work for the American people on COVID and other matters. Look at the president's official schedule today. It's pretty light. Just two appointments, lunch with the vice president and a meeting at 4 p.m. with the secretary of state and the treasury. There have been days and days now with nothing on the president's schedule. Sources are telling CNN that the president is, quote, dejected and waffling on what to do next. And another blow for the president today, key advisor Corey Lewandowski, who's been out front pushing unverified claims of voter fraud, has been stricken with COVID-19. We believe every legal vote should be counted. He joins other members of Trump's inner circle who've recently been hit with the virus, including White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and the Housing Secretary Ben Carson. He posted this photo on Facebook with the caption, Thankfully, I have access to a very powerful therapeutic, so I was only sick for a very short period of time. Meanwhile, even with the dark cloud hanging over the White House, First Lady Melania is forging ahead, supervising Christmas preparations, presumably her last as First Lady. Because of the pandemic this year, the White House Christmas tree lighting will be viewable only online. It was a frightening moment when an SUV lost control and plunged into a bay. And what are the chances that a swim instructor would be right there when it happened? Well, he saved the day, and as Les Trump reports, before he dove in, he removed his prosthetic leg. A heart-stopping moment. You gotta get out the car! The driver is trapped. His car is sinking. The guy has to get help, too! Out of nowhere, total strangers jump into the water. Look at them go. And this guy, who's way ahead of the others, has only one leg. The hero with one leg swims to the rescue. Look at him go. He's out, he's out. Look at these great heroes. The drama unfolded here at Hudson Park in Bayonne, New Jersey. The hero with one leg didn't hesitate a moment. He took off his prosthetic leg and leaped into the choppy waters, leaving bystanders awestruck by his bravery. They were waiting at the shore to pull the drowning man out of the water. You see the hero rescuer out of breath, climbing over a railing. The bystanders express their gratitude. This dude right here jumped in the water, y'all. Good job, man. Paramedics on the scene tend to the victim, 68-year-old Joseph Cadian, who seems dazed but okay. And here's the hero. His name is Anthony Capuano. He's 29, and he lost his leg 12 years ago in an accident on a train track. Show me your leg and tell me what you had to do. So, um, well, from the pants that I was wearing, uh, this is like a, a suction type of leg. Yeah. So literally, I would just like take it off, and then I just pulled it off, and I pulled off, uh, pulled it from my pants, and I just swam. And if you think this story is filled with miracles, here's another one. Anthony turns out to be a swimming instructor and certified lifeguard. What are the odds? Talk about being in the right place at the right time. He was working out nearby when he spotted the drowning motorist. I got to him and I told him, like, he was like, I can't swim. And I was just like, I'm a lifeguard, it's okay. And uh, I was trying to explain to him how, uh, how to float and I showed him like what you're supposed to do. You put your head back like this. Hey, hero, 
heroes, heroes. Anthony says his instinct kicked in without a second thought. And one thing that I would tell people to take away from this, like everyone, everyone should learn how to swim. Look at these great heroes. Oh, and Anthony, you're a hero number one. The driver was not injured. Officials are looking to see if there was some issue or malfunction with the gas pedal. We have told you in the past there is a nationwide bike shortage during the pandemic, but there has been no shortage of bike thieves. Stephen Fabian reports. Sparks fly as this bicycle thief cuts off the lock with an electric saw. Off he goes. And this bum is stealing a bike left in the vestibule. Bike sales are surging in popularity during the pandemic. Good luck buying one if you can. And with it, so is thievery, up nearly 30% in New York City alone. And it was so beautiful. Jamie Kim says her $600 bike was stolen last month by this thief. Whether you have a really strong lock or not, your bike is still going to get stolen. And Edit Nage says she's had three, yep, three bikes stolen. That's her bike caught on surveillance video as the bandit rides off. What does that feel like when you come out and you just see your bike's been taken? The gut punch. Punch in the gut. So just how vulnerable are bicycles that are left out in the open even when they're secured with a strong lock? We decided to find out how long it would take for our bike to get stolen. Our producer left a high-end bike valued at $2,300 securely locked to a fence in Lower Manhattan. It's brand new and an enticing target for sure. Then investigative producer Charlie McElravey hid a GPS tracker inside the tire. We're going to hide this actually in the bike's tire where no one would suspect to find it. There's our bait bike ready to go. It didn't take long, just 40 minutes for this dude to appear. Watch as he cuts through our lock. Trying to crank it open right now. Then he circles back and rides off with it. With the GPS tracker, we trailed him through busy traffic. And now we're hanging a left on Broadway. His path took him three miles up to 32nd Street near the Empire State Building. Now we've narrowed it down to this building. The tracking device tells us that our bike is somewhere on the inside. We know this because our GPS device keeps pinging its location right here, but we don't know what floor. Now, we're not going to call the police because we know they have better things to do. We're going to keep an eye on that GPS location to see if and when this bike starts to move. Yeah, well, we're not going to hold our breath, but we do hope it turns up. This family went for a COVID test and they got quite a shock when the bill arrived because it had added up to nearly $7,000. They went for COVID tests with their two kids and couldn't believe it when the bill came. Over $6,000 total. You heard right. She says the COVID test for four came to more than $6,000, $6,816 to be exact. How shocked were you when you realized how much this doctor charged? Well, it was insane. The family says they were tested at a drive through site set up here in the parking lot of their local train station. It was one of several sites set up by a doctor with the full backing of town authorities. Rebecca Sussman of Bedford, New York, says there was even a charge for the phone call telling them the results of the tests. 480 $480. Yes, for uh, 
let's be nice and say three minute call, letting us know we were negative. One reason for the eye popping bill, the doctor Stephen Murphy apparently ordered tests for a dozen respiratory diseases. We came believing that one thing would happen and we were billed for something completely different. Fortunately, the family's insurance company paid nearly all the bill and the couple had no out of pocket expenses. The New York Times says the doctor defends his billing methods as an important service to the community and it was inappropriate to test patients only for coronavirus as other diseases could be missed. Do you feel that you were taken advantage of? 100%. 100%. Absolutely. It's estimated at least 60,000 people had tests administered by Dr. Murphy. Next, a mom's mission to find her daughter's killer. It's being made into a TV movie. Executive produced by Deborah, starring Kim Delaney. She was mama bear. You know, she was not taking no for an answer. Plus, brace yourself for tiny turkeys this year. Thanksgiving gatherings are getting smaller this year, and so are the turkeys. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. It's the serial killing that remains unsolved 10 years after a number of women's bodies were found on a Long Island, New York beach. They might have remained there had one mom not persisted in trying to find her missing daughter. Now her story is being made into a lifetime movie, and I'm delighted to announce I'm one of the executive producers. The bodies of multiple women on a Long Island beach might never have been found, but for one mom, determined to know why her daughter never came home, and cops seemed disinterested in investigating. Look for my daughter. Look for her. Where is she? Go find her. Go search. Go search. Now Mary Gilbert's quest is the focus for the Lifetime movie, The Long Island Serial Killer, a mother's hunt for justice. Acclaimed actress Kim Delaney, who's usually brunette, went blonde to play Mary. Kim, what was it about this role that intrigued you enough that you said, Yes, I'll take the role. These women were forgotten. They were just, if not forgotten, they were dismissed. And I think in life, no one should be dismissed. For Delaney, the killings were eerily close to home. I'm from Philadelphia. I have a home in, in South Jersey. And in the storyline, when they find those, those four women right by Atlantic City, it's not far from my house. The Long Island Serial Killer is one of the first films to go into production since the pandemic. And we're taking great care to keep everyone safe. Gone are the days when you'd grab your food from the snack truck. And then we just put it in the drop zone and then that's where people pick up whatever they want. Uh, it's just so that we don't cross-contaminate. We don't come into their bubble, they don't come into ours. Everything's been amazing here. They have a COVID team on set. From the minute you're on set, you have that mask on. All the crew does makeup, hair, everybody. Actors have it during rehearsal. You only take it off the actual filming. The minute they call cut, mask goes back on. Masks are everywhere. Director Stan Brooks is uniquely special. People can see my lips when I talk, and since I'm the director, I do a lot of talking. We're shooting the movie in Canada, where the weather has been at times brutal. This is our kitchen. We've recreated the kitchen where Mary does her detective work. The war room filled with evidence. Last thing the gas station. This is all the true stuff, I guess. And the beaches where the bodies were found. In the end, it's a powerful story of a mother on a mission. She was mama bear. You know, she was not taking no for an answer. She was fierce. The Long Island serial killer, A Mother's Hunt for Justice, is slated to air winter of 2021 on Lifetime. 
And when we come back with Thanksgiving scaled back, mini turkeys are all the rage. With Thanksgiving gatherings being scaled back this year, smaller turkeys are a sign of the times. Say goodbye to the giant turkey this year. Thanksgiving will look a lot different. With Thanksgiving gatherings getting smaller because of the pandemic, people are opting for smaller turkeys, and they're even buying pre-made meals. At Gelson Supermarkets in Los Angeles, pre-orders for small Thanksgiving dinners are skyrocketing. We have three times the amount of orders. Uh, this year versus last year. Their poultry section is lined with small turkeys. We're actually getting smaller birds, uh, smaller turkeys, the hens. At Stu Leonard Supermarket in New York, small turkeys are also all the rage. We think a lot of people are going to be buying this size turkey instead of going to a bigger one like this. CEO Stu Leonard Jr. says instead of the usual 24-pound turkey, more people are opting for 16-pounders. So we ordered 20% more of the smaller birds because we're expecting smaller gatherings. And from tiny turkeys to a friendly goose, that's next. Got your goose? This, this goose driver is making a new friend, a goose. So this goose has been following me. Then after a full day of hunting in Nebraska, the guy returns to his car and look who's waiting for him, the goose. He's still here. Now that's the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And on that happy note, we thank you for watching. See you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.